Good morning, everyone. We begin the new chapter, the third chapter in Saita, 19a. The husband, after they would uh, administer the oath to the site, um, so then they would, they, the, the husband would take the mincha from the kvifemitzis from the basket, which, um, which, which, with which he brought the, the mincha of the site, uh, and he would place it into, so that was from his home. He brought it in a basket made of wood, and he brings it, he puts it into the metal clay shutters of the holy vessel in the temple. And you place it on the hands of the site uh, in order that you should lift it up. And the Koyan would place his hands, place his hands underneath the hands of a woman. Shalmi says, what do you mean? It's not sneers. The husband's hands is touching the hands of the woman. So he says, so he says, either you put something like a cloth that separates, so you're not physically touching her. Um... And it's not considered a chatzitza, or you bring an elderly koyim. You know, he's way, he's already asexual, he's already, he hasn't had relations in decades, he's already way past it, so, so he won't. Uh, and then he says, even if you're going to say, if it's a young koyim, but for one moment the yetzahara won't, so he's allowed to touch her hand. For one moment touching her hand is not going to. Yeah. So then the Mishnah continues. So they would lift it up and bring it to to the southern, western, the west, the southwestern side of the altar. It should touch the altar in the vessel. In the vessel that's holding the mincha, the meal offering of barley, it would touch the, the edge, of the corner of the mizbeach, the southwest corner of the mizbeach. Then the Kayan would take and scoop up with his three fingers. And then he would offer that on the altar. And the leftovers is eaten by the Kayan. First, he would have her drink from the parchment raised in the water. First he would drink it, and then he would offer the mincha. Then he would offer the mincha. So this... This is the sequence. In the previous chapter, we read all about the writing and the parchment and the erasure. But then, oh, name Rab Shimon argues. Rab Shimon says argues. He says, Shimon name Makriv is mechas v'kachimashkin. No, first you offer the mincha, then you give her to drink. The Tanakama holds first he drinks, but the water won't take effect until you bring the mincha. Then you take the mincha, and if she's guilty, when you offer the mincha, then she, she'll die. Rabbi Shimon says, no, first, first do the mincha, and then she'll drink, and then on the spot, she'll, if she's guilty, she'll die right then and there. Shenemer, it says, it says in the Pasuk, afterwards, after you bring the mincha, after you bring the mincha, then... The comment says, it says clear in the Pasuk. First, the Kayan takes the scoop. 
then you offer it in a mispeya. And ba'achar, and afterwards, yashka, see, she's a mayim. That's the literal meaning of the words. Then she drinks. What if, what if you change the order? Titus telling you first bring the mincha and then let her drink. That's the last step. What if you tra- switch it around? First you bring the first you give it to drink and then you bring the mincha. It also works. The water will also work. As soon as you bring the mincha, then the water will kick in. But he's saying initially that's the, that's not the right way to do it. The right way to do it is first bring the mincha, and the last step is drinking the water. The rabbis disagree. The Tanakhama says no. First you have to drink the water, and then uh, first you bring the uh, first. You drink the water and then you bring the milk. That's the mission. Talking about Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yishe, the Rabbi Yeshia, the Dodi. Rabbi Lazar was an Amoida said to Rabbi Yeshia of his generation. Because there is a Tanna called Rabbi Yeshia, the older the, of the previous generation. So he's saying Rabbi Yeshia, the Dodi, his contemporary. Don't sit on your feet, don't rest, don't relax. Until you explain to me this thing. How do we know the Mincha Saita Shetunas Nuva? How do you know that you have to lift up? She has to lift up her mincha. She has to lift it up. My mother says, what do you mean, Minola? What are you asking, Minola? Where do we know that? It says clearly in the Pazik. It says the Koyan takes from the woman's hand and he lifts up the mincha before Hashem. It says clearly in the Pazik, you have to lift it up. What's, what's Rabbi Lazar asking? No, but the question is in the Pasuk, it only says, Rabbi Lazar's question in the Pasuk, it only says, Ve'enifakoyin, the koyinists lift up. But Be'bailaminolin, how do we know that the, the, the owner, in this case the woman, also has to lift it up? It doesn't say in the Pasuk, okay. it says in the Pasuk that the koyin lifts it up. Yeah, the koyin takes from the woman's hand the mincha and he lifts it up before Hashem. So the koyin lifts it up. Where do we know? In our mission it says, we said that the, they both lift it up together. She puts her hand and lifts it up and the koyin puts his hand under her and they both lift it up. Where, where does it say that? How do you know that? Rabbi Lazar says, Rabbi Yeshua, don't sit, don't relax till you tell me where's the source for this. He answered, Ask you, Yad Yad Mishlam. We learn by a code, the Gzeda Shavit says, Yad. It says over here, Miyada Isha. And it says by Shlamim, also it says the word Yad. Yadav, Tiviyan Asisha Hashem. By Shlamim, it says clearly that the owner, the one who brings the peace offering, has to lift up, has to lift it up. So we learn yad yad. It's a code word. You learn here from there. Just like over there, the owner lifts up. So over here, the owner, the woman, she has to lift it up. So we learn both things. It only says the owner lifts it up. How do we know by the peace offering the koyin also lifts it up? So with that we learn from Saita. So Saita teaches, the Taita is very cryptic, Saita teaches Shlamim. Just like in Saita it says explicitly in the Pasuk, the koyin lifts it up, so Shlamim also the koyin lifts it up. And we learn Saita from Shlamim. Just like Shlamim it says clearly in the Taita that the owner lifts it up, so too by Saita they only lift up. In both cases both lift it up, the owner and the koyin. Okay, 
Hainif, he lifts it up, the Hagish, then you bring it to the corner, the southwest corner of the altar. Kamat, and then you scoop, Vihikdir, you offer it. And then he says, first you would drink the water, and then you would bring the mincha. What do you mean? You're, you're ready, you're ready, she already brought the mincha. In the Mishnah, you already said it's already done. This is what the mission is saying. What's the order of the mincha? First you would lift it up. Then you would take the, the vessel that's holding the mincha and touch the southwest corner of the altar. Then the coin would scoop up with his three fingers from this mincha. And he would burn it on the bashar and the rest, the leftovers. And then he continues. Now, about the order. What's the order? When does she drink? Pligi, but Rab Shimon Rabban, this is an argument with Rab Shimon Rabban. Rabban and Sabri, the rabbis hold, because first, you admit, first she drinks the parchment that was erased. You erase the parchment in the water, and she drinks that water, and then she offers the mincha. And if she's guilty, that's when, that's when the water kicks in. First, you bring the mincha, and the last thing you do is you drink the water. Okay. But Rav Shimon says, even Rav Shimon agrees with the rabbis, that if after the fact, what if you don't follow the order in the Torah? Instead, first you give it to drink, and then you bring the mincha? It's kosher, it's effective. The waters will, will, will work its magic. Has there ever been a case where a sofa was of course. It's not one of these things that never happened. You don't think people, people never played around? Only those things, those things, some say there was never a Ben Sayyid of And others say that I stood at his grave. Of course there was. So, because that's rare. Because the, the, the title limits it. It has to be between the age of 13 and you know, thirteen and three months. And it has to eat at this amount of meat and this amount of wine. It's already, or in the Dachas. There's an opinion that says in the Dachas never happened. Uh, a city that the uh, majority uh, worshipped idols and they had to destroy the whole city. But this, why not? I mean, listen, human nature. You don't think human nature, you think we just invented sexuality in today's day and age? I mean, this is. Tandarabban, we're 19b. Rabbis learn the Braise Vehishka. It says Vehishka. The first, it says twice Vehishka. You should, you should give it to drink this uh, water that's mixed with the uh, raised. Parchment erased the parish of the site. So the Hishka, the first Hishka that said in the Torah, which is mentioned before it says that you offer the mincha on the altar. So that Kamatamle, what's it come to teach us? It already says Vihishka after after you offer the the uh, on the altar, then you give it to drink. So what do you mean you give it to drink before before you offer the mincha? Comes to teach Hashem Nimchika Megillah. If the Megillah, if the parchment was erased, and after Hashem's name has already been erased, then she says, Any Shaisa, I don't want to drink. She gets terrified, she gets cold feet. So we force her. That's too late. You erased Hashem's name. You mean no. to tell me that she can't confess before no. she drinks? No, after once Hashem's name, that's what you say, once Hashem's name is erased, right. so if she says, I don't want to drink, no, if she just says, I don't want to drink, 
If she says I committed adultery is one thing. But if she says, I don't want to drink, I'm afraid. So I'll, I'll live with the suspicion the rest of my life and I'll get, the, I'll get divorced and I'll, I'll lose my ksuva, but I don't want to drink, I don't want to die. I don't want to take chances. Even if I'm innocent, maybe she's afraid. She's afraid, worried, even if she's innocent that the water is going to kill her by mistake. You know, people get terrified. You don't think logically. When your stomach is about to explode, you don't feel, you don't logic it. So in that case, we force it. She doesn't admit. If she admits, I'm, I, I committed adultery, fine. What, what are you drinking? There's nothing to drink. She, she commits. But she doesn't. She, in other words, I, I'm not confessing my guilt, but I don't want to go through the procedure. She's a terrorist. Why not? If you're innocent. Because he's afraid. I'm afraid that even if I'm innocent, she's afraid. <laughs> maybe I had a lewd thought and I'm afraid Hashem is going to strike me because maybe I was not nice to my husband Hashem is going to strike me. I don't know. I'm afraid. I'm terrified. Okay. Okay. Whatever it is. So then we force her. Why does Rabbi Kiva learn this way? Because since the second time it says, it says, it's clearly in the Torah. Like, like Rabbi Shimon says, first you bring the mincha and then you administer the drink. So, so the question is, the first time it says, Hishko, you give it to drink before the mincha. What does it mean? It can't mean literally, because the Torah already says explicitly. First you bring the mincha, and afterwards you, you give it to drink. So why does he mention the first time you drink and then bring the mincha? He says, Gosh, come to teach us that if, if you erase Hashem's name, inappropriately, because you shouldn't have erased Hashem's name until she's ready to drink. You said first you do the mincha, and then you drink. So really... So really, you should wait till after. But if if you if you uh, erase Hashem's name, I guess before the mincha you erased Hashem's name. Maybe you didn't do it properly, but you wrote Hashem. You wrote the parchment. You, you mixed it in the water and you erased Hashem's name. Once you erase Hashem's name, and she says, "I don't want to drink," you force her. You force her to drink. We open her mouth. We pry her mouth open, and we pour it down, kicking and screaming. In other words, even if they didn't do it properly, they erased the Megillah before they brought the Mincha. That's the, that's the Chiddush. That's why the Pasuk teaches us this before she brings the Mincha. That even if you erase Hashem's name inappropriately, not in the proper order, first you should bring the Mincha. Then you write the parchment, you erase it, and then you give it a drink. That's the proper order, sequence. But if you didn't follow the sequence, you wrote it first before you brought the Mincha, and, then you, and you erased it. Nevertheless, even if he did it inappropriately, and then she says, I don't want to drink, you force her to drink. How bad things happen Because usually you would wait till the end, the last moment. Or why should I erase Hashem's name for nothing? If she's not doing anything, she doesn't want, she's not confessing, at the last minute, then you erase Hashem's name and give her to drink immediately. That's how Rabbi Kiva understands the two times it says, Vihishka and... And in a different order. Shimon says, Which one is it? First the Torah says, first you do the mincha, and then you give it to drink. And then the Torah says, Before you bring the mincha. Ella. So the answer is, It's coming to teach us, Rabbi Shimon is not arguing with Rabbi Kiva, but he's saying, he's asking another point. It says a third time, Vihishka. It says, Vihishka Samayim, it says, and he gives it to drink. So why does it say, Vahachayashka? Three times it says, Vihishka. 
One before you bring the mincha, twice after you bring the mincha. So why does it say a third time the hishka? It's coming to teach you something else. Rav is not arguing. Each one is emphasizing a different thing. Rabbi Kiva is discussing why the first time it says Vihishka before you bring the mincha, even though the proper order is first you offer the mincha, and only then do you give it to drink. So he explained that. Rav is coming to explain another thing. Why does it say a third time Vihishka? It says twice after she brings the mincha Vihishka. It already says Va'acha Yashke. So he says, comes to Timagid, it comes to teach us, so why is it Vacha Yashke? There are three things, comes to teach us, that there are three things that are a deal breaker. You don't, you don't allow it to drink the water until these three things are done. First, you have to. The, the part that he scooped up was burnt on the altar. Until you erase the Megillah in the water. There's no point what you're drinking water. And she has to accept upon herself an oath. After she says, she accepts, she affirms the oath. The Kayin administers an oath, but if he doesn't accept it, it won't work. So you have to have these three things. And then when you, when you give it to drink, then the waters will work. After these three things, that's why it says three times, the ones that really so That's an easy way to avoid having... Your mother's going to ask, obviously, if... if, if, if what you, he has to tell us that she... That it, it's a deal breaker if you don't erase the parchment. What else is she drinking then? Just water, regular water. Why would I even think? Okay, but that, that's how, that's what Ab Shimon says. These, that's why the pasuk is coming to teach me these three things. So he says, Rabbi Shimon, what I made, Rabbi Shimon is consistent with his opinion in our Mishnah. That's what he says. First, you have to erase, first you have to bring the mincha, and only then do you give her to drink. So first, you have to bring the kaimets on the altar, and only then will the water work. Even though Rabbi Shimon says in the Mishnah that if you bring, if you bring, if you give it to drink first, and then you bring the mincha, it's fine. But the waters won't be effective. The waters won't kick in until she brings the mint, until the offering, until the kaimitz is burnt on the altar. Then the waters will kick in. Okay. Now the Gemara says, Gemara asks, You said, You said, Yeah, the sequence of course matters. He says, You said until one of the three things that's a deal breaker is if you don't erase the Megillah. He says, Obviously, if you don't erase the Megillah, then what's she drinking? There's nothing there. Am I Mashkila? He comes to teach us that if it wasn't totally erased, if you can still distill a smudge on the parchment, you've written a letter, there's still a smudge left of the parchment, it won't work. Nibcha Megillah means it has to be totally erased. There's not even a smudge left in the parchment. The parchment is clear. All the ink has gone into the water. Only then will it, will it work. No, it has to totally, you have to totally soak it in the water until there's not even a smudge left in the parchment. The whole ink has to go into the water. Okay. Then he says, you're saying until you're saying one of the three things that's a deal breaker if she doesn't accept the oath. 
So what are you saying? She doesn't drink. Unless she accepts the oath, you don't give her to drink. But, but you still write the Megillah. You said you write the Megillah, but you don't, you don't give it to drink until she accepts it. Rabbi says, Rabbi says, if you write the Megillah before she accepts the oath, before she accepts upon herself the oath, it's not kosher. You only start writing the Megillah only after she accepts it. Don't forget, the Megillah is not off the shelf. It has to be for her. Once she accepts it, now we sit down and we write those verses. And that's the third step. That's the third step. So, no, so you're saying that, that the waters, you don't give it to drink unless you have these three things. The deal breakers. First, there has to be not a smudge left. The whole thing has to be erased in the water. You have to make sure the kaimitz is already offered on the altar, burnt on the altar. And you said, and you said that, that um, she has to accept the oath. Only then, oh yeah, no, the kohen administers the oath and she has to accept it. She has an amen, she accepts it. Amen Yeah, yeah, accepting is amen as if you swore, right. Amen amen. She accepts all the oaths, all the oaths, many oaths. Once you're already swearing, we learned the other, yesterday you're already, uh, you're already make, make sure she was innocent the whole, whole entire life and Allah is like a mayor, even in the future. But the, the, the question is, and then, only then, do you, do you let her drink. What do you mean you let her drink? Only then do you start writing the Megillah. You don't even start writing the Megillah before, before she accepts the oath. Yeah. So the mother said, the mother answers, you're right. He just, the truth is, only two things. He just says, since he said the other two items, that the, the parchment has to be completely erased, there's not even a, a smudge left in the parchment. And the mincha has to be burnt in the altar, and only then do you give it to drink. So he also throws in that also she accepted the oath. But the truth is, you're right. The oath had to be accepted before you even sat down to write the Megillah, like Ravis. That makes a lot of sense. Where does Ravis know this? Because it says in the Pasuk, after the woman, it says in the Pasuk, the Kaya administers an oath. The woman says, Amen, Amen, she accepts it. And then it says, Vakasav, he should write this down. So it says clearly in the Pasuk, Ravis says, When do you start writing? When do you begin writing? After she accepted. Forget about the erasing. The writing. You don't even write down the parchment. And if you don't follow the sequence in the Torah, the Torah says, Torah. Torah means it has to be precise in this order. If you switch the order, it's not effective. It won't work. You have to follow the order of the Torah. This is, the whole thing is a, is a miraculous process. So it has to follow exactly the instruction. Now the Gemara is explaining what's the source of the argument in the rabbis and Abshimen. Because we have this, the same sukkim. You have three sukkim. How does the rabbis interpret? And the rabbis say that what do you do first? First you administer the drink. First you give it to drink and only then do you bring them in. How will they explain the Pasuk? It says, it says clearly in the Pasuk. That first you bring the mincha, and only afterwards you give the mashka. Only afterwards you give it to drink. How are the rabbis going to interpret that? And the rabbi Shimon said, "No, Yashka says clearly. Only after you bring the mincha, then you bring, then you give it to drink." And, and he explained these three verses. And Rabbi Kiva explained. How will the rabbis explain? So the mother says, what are they arguing?" It says three times vehishka. You should give it to drink. Vehishka kama the first vehishka before you bring the mincha. Then it says, you bring the mincha, and then you give it to drink. And then it says a third time, the second time after the mincha, you give it to drink. So Rabbanan, Savri, the rabbis hold, and the rabbis of our Mishnah, 
you take the first hishka literally. It says clearly in the title. Listen to what you're saying. First you give it a drink, and then you bring the mincha. So we take it literally. The title is telling us. The title is coming to tell us. First give it a drink. This is the order. This is the sequence. First give it a drink. Then bring the mincha. And then the waters will kick in. The waters won't kick in until you bring the mincha. But first you have to give it a drink. Then you bring the mincha. And then if she's guilty, her stomach will explode, etc. Why does say afterwards you should give it a drink? After the mincha. I need it to teach me... It's as if he say, he's coming to teach us that there can't even be a smudge left on the parchment. As if he says, it doesn't mean after, after you bring the mincha, that's when you give it to drink. He already said, first you give it to drink, then you bring the mincha. Ba'acha means after the Megillah is entirely erased. There's not even a smudge of ink left. It's like clear, as if like before you wrote anything, when the entire ink is in the water, only then will the water be affected. How long does it take for that? Whatever it takes. You have to sit in the water or make sure to get all the ink off. Not even a smudge of ink should be left on the parchment. It's hard to No, because you use ink. We said we used ink that, that could be erased. You're not allowed to use ink that you can't erase. Any ink that will leave a stain, you can't use it. Use, we learned the, the, yesterday. Vihishka, and Vihishka Basa, the third Vihishka, comes to teach us that Vihishka, that if, why you say a third time? That we force her to drink. Once you have to erase Hashem's name, that if once you erase Hashem's name, Megillah, then she says, I'm afraid, I don't want to drink. I'm not admitting guilt. Not, I did not commit adultery, but I don't want to drink. We force her to drink. Okay, that's how the rabbis interpreted the three psukim. Okay. Rab Shimon argues. Rab Shimon says, no. Taylor says clearly, after you bring the mincha, then you, then you give it a drink. That's literal. Why do you say the first Vihishka? Comes to teach us that what if you reverse the proper order? You went ahead and first you gave it the drink and only then you brought the mincha. So after the fact, it's kosher. After the fact, it's kosher. It's not the proper and sequence. They all agree that it's kosher. Huh? Yeah, even, agree even Rav Shimon agrees. Even Rav Shimon agrees, but it's kosher. It's not the right way to do it, but it's kosher. It will work. Then why are they even bothering me? No, because the Torah is telling us this is the proper way. But sometimes if you don't follow the proper way... Then it, it's 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 over. It's finished. It's a deal breaker. This is not a deal breaker. Right. This is the proper way, but the Tater says it's not a deal breaker. So if you it's don't, not a deal breaker. Why are they even arguing? No, because the argument. What's the initial way to do it? That rabbi said this is the way to do it. Not the not after the fact. This is the proper sequence. First, give her to drink, and then bring the mincha. As it says in the Tater. Rabbi Shimon said no. That's not the proper. The proper sequence is first bring the mincha and then give her to drink. Tater is saying, but if you didn't follow it, it will also work. It's not a deal break. You didn't do the right way, but it, but it'll, the job will still get done. The Hishka Basra, and the third third Vihishka comes to teach us. No, the, the difference is how, how she do it initially. It's a big difference. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, what's the consequence of the difference? Even if there's no consequence, you should do it properly. There's a way to do it properly. If you, if you write English, there's a proper grammar. Yes, if you won't write the proper grammar. And by the way, you know, you, you can write a sentence and every second word is misspelled. You'll still be able to read and understand what word he meant to say. But it's not, it's not the normal way to do it. Okay. okay. 
And the third Vihishka, Vihishka Basar, Shinimchaga Megil. If you force, if if she, if once you erase Hashem's name, and she doesn't want to drink, then you force her to drink. And the Rabbanon, the rabbis, why do the rabbis say give it up Shimon? Why do they say says Yashke? Afterwards, after you bring the mincha, then you should give it a drink. The rabbis hold, but the evidently You're not going to start. You're not going to open up with, with something that's only after the fact that it's okay. The first Vihishka is coming to teach me that after the fact, if you don't follow the proper sequence, nevertheless, it's still effective, it'll still work. You don't start that way. You start the way you should be. Then you should tell me. But if you don't follow it, it'll still, it'll still work. It's not ideal, but it'll still work. Okay. Now the Gemara asks, So we learn, Rabbi says... That if the Megillah is erased, you force it to drink. Unless she confesses. Yeah, unless she confesses. So he says, Does Rabbi Kiva really hold you force it to drink? But Tani will learn the Brahis, Rabbi says, You put something of metal that opens her mouth. Iron crescent. Iron? Iron crescent. Crescent. What is it called? Must be some. Iron crescent, maybe something they use like in the dentist's office. Right, because your mouth open. Right, Matilda Pishim Nimcha Megillah. Because if if the Megillah is erased, Vamrish says, and the Shais of Maranis, we force them. Matzneis Makar, we force it to drink. Amar Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, why? Klumen Etzichin Elabeitu. What's the whole purpose of the water? Why are you giving it to drink? You just want to decide, find out if she's innocent or guilty. If she says, I don't want to drink, it's like a confession. Yes. What do you mean she doesn't want to drink? She, yeah, she's like confessing, I'm guilty, and that's why she's afraid to drink. So we got her confession. But you raised the point before that. Maybe it's just fear Rabbi Kiva, might... does, Rabbi Kiva disagrees. Rabbi yes. Kiva agrees with your original stance. She says, no, come on. She doesn't want to drink. If you're innocent, you have nothing to be afraid of. Why, why, why don't you want to drink? Now I can understand a woman saying, listen, I don't trust If we're, how could the Braises say, Rabbi Kiva says, you need the second Vihishka, the, the third Vihishka, to teach me that if she wants the name of Hashem as erased and then she doesn't want to drink, we force her to drink. Rabbi Kiva holds, no, we don't force her to drink. We don't force her at all. You don't want to drink. That means you're guilty. We, we assume that you're guilty. And you lose your... Uh, yeah, yeah, you lose everything. Go into the poorhouse, lose your marriage. Lose your reputation, right. and it's well deserved. If you're innocent, drink. Right. Right. You fight for your marriage. Fight, fight for your innocence, for your name, reputation. Right. Fight for your. So, so it's it's not like the Brayso. The question is, Rabbi Kiva says you only force her to drink. Until you offer the offer the mincha, until you offer the kaimas of the mincha, she could say, "I'm not going to drink," and we accept it as an admission of guilt. And we don't force it to drink. Once you offer the kaimis, you can't. So, yes, Rabbi Kiva does admit that after you bring the kaimis, then, then you do force it to drink. Your mother will ask, why? What's the difference? What's the logic? You said that it's an admission of guilt. What's the difference when she admits that she's guilty? If she says explicitly, I committed adultery, it doesn't matter what point, we're not going to give her to drink. So why is this any different? Anyway, but nevertheless, this is what Rabbi Kiva says. But it contradicts the price. In the price, Rabbi Kiva said that the, the criteria is, has Hashem's name been erased or not? When Hashem's name is erased, then we force it to drink. 
Is that the consensus of the of, of the of the? No, that, that's Rabbi Kiva's opinion. So the different. So Rabbi Kiva is saying once Hashem's name is erased. Here in the Brayse, Rabbi Kiva is saying no, that's not the criteria when Hashem's name is erased. Even if Hashem's name is erased, if it's before the mincha was offered, we don't force it to drink. So it's a contradiction from the Brayse to this Brayse. Take the Yimara. Yimara asks, wait a minute. According to you, how do you explain the Brayse? The whole Brayse makes no sense. You're saying, if she says, I don't want to drink, she changes her mind. She says, I don't want to drink. Before, after Hashem's name is erased, before the kaimut was offered on the altar, she, she, um, we don't force her. But after the kaimut was offered, then she can't change her mind and we force her to drink. Why? She, by saying, I don't want to drink, she's confessing. What's the difference? How do you, so how do you explain it? So loikash, uh, no, loikash. That's not a question. That the price I can explain, because ha ha over here the kahadreba machons nesisa. Over here, Rabbi Kiva means if she changes her mind because she's terrified. If she's terrified and she changes her mind, then we force her to drink. We see that she's trembling. If you see that she changes her mind because she's afraid, you see that she's shaking. She's shaking. She has a, she's trembling. So really, she's innocent. She's just afraid to drink. So then we force her to drink. Come on. You're innocent. Establish, establish your innocence. Don't be afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of. You're irrationally afraid. So then, and we erase Hashem's name. We force her to drink. Maybe she says, I don't trust you guys. No. Uh, no. If you see that she's, she's strong, she's not shaking. She's not afraid. Fearlessly. She says, I don't want to drink. Then we say, ha, ah, what do you mean you don't want to drink? <laughs> You're not afraid. Look at your body language. The body doesn't lie. Your body language. You're just, you're not drinking because you know you're guilty. But if you see that her body language, doesn't matter what she says. She's trembling, she's shaking, she's in fear, it's irrational. So then we say, no, no, we're going to force you to drink. You raised Hashem's name already, and we see that the only, your fears are irrational. There's nothing to be afraid of. These waters, there's nothing to be afraid of. Unless you're, unless you're guilty. And maybe she's on a... But her innocence. We wanted to go back to her husband. Apparently, the, all the... And this is what the Brais is saying. If she's in... We see her body language. She's not afraid. And she says, I don't want to drink. I changed my mind. We don't give it to drink. We don't drink because it's a mission of guilt. If we see that she's shaking, we see her body language. It doesn't matter what she's saying. We see her body language. She's trembling. She's turning white. She's, she's, she's collapsing. She's about to faint. So then, then we make a distinction. Before you offer the scooped up part of the mincha and burnt it on the altar. Because you didn't erase Hashem's name yet. Even if you did even if you did erase Hashem's name, you should like a din of it. Kind of the the machi, it wasn't right, it wasn't appropriate. Because what's the proper order according to Rabbi Kiva, like Rabbi Shimon? First you offer the mincha, and only then do you give it to drink. And when do you give it, when do you erase Hashem's name? Right before the drinking. So wait till the mincha is done, wait till everything is offered on the altar, and only then do you erase the Megillah. So they went ahead and did it inappropriately, not in the proper sequence. They violated the proper sequence, they erased Hashem's name too early. So since the Koinim didn't do it in the proper sequence... Then we say, you know what? She, she says she doesn't want to drink. Fine. 
You don't have to do it. We're not going to force you. But But if she says, I don't want to drink after the comments, after it was offered on the altar, and then they erased Hashem's name. Everything was done properly. And we see that she's trembling. This case, in this case, she cannot, we, we don't, uh, she can't change her mind. We force it to drink because it's obvious that she's just terrified irrationally and there's no reason Hashem's name should be erased for nothing. There's no reason this poor innocent woman shouldn't have her life back. She should get her ksuba, she should get her husband back, she should get her good reputation back. Just because she's terrified, why should she lose everything? Her whole life will be destroyed for no reason. So in, to clarify, Rabbi Kiva, if she's, you see a body language, she's not trembling, she's not fearful, She's haughty and arrogant, and then she changes her mind. Doesn't matter when she changes her mind. You never give her to drink. It's an admission of guilt. Admission of Considered guilt. as an admission. Considered as an admission of guilt. And that's what Akiva says. There's no point in in, in making uh, forcing her. Why force her? She's admitting a guilt. But when does he say you do admit a guilt? And Akiva said in the earlier Bereisa, you force her to drink. That's only if she's trembling. And even then, he clarifies it's only after. If it was done properly, if they erased the Megillah after the Mincha was already offered on the altar. I'm not comfortable. What happens if it was done improperly? Then, then, then you don't force it to drink. So then what happens? She's no, she's, she doesn't drink and she loses her husband and loses her money and loses her reputation and that's the end. Forcing the drink. The says, Kasha, let's, let's continue to the mission and nevertheless, and 28. It's a contradiction of Akiva and Akiva, because over there in the Braise, in the first Braise, it says, Omar Shemachikamak. He says, once the Megillah is erased, she can't say, I will not drink. We force her to drink. We force her to drink. If she's trembling. So as long as the Megillah is erased, it doesn't matter where you bring the Kaimits, you don't bring the Kaimits. The only criteria is, once Hashem's name is erased, and you see that she's trembling, a body language, and she's trembling, then you force her to drink. And, but then the second Bravach and the second Bravach, no, he makes a distinction. Yes, she's trembling, but still, if it was, she says, she changes her mind, says, I don't want to drink before the Kaimits was offered, meaning... That the water was a, the Megillah was already erased, but not in the proper sequence. Then we don't force it to drink. But if it's after the kaimet, then we force it to drink. So it's a contradiction. answers Yes, there's an argument. What Rabbi Kiva's opinion? Is. Okay. Iboy looking at they inquired. Amra, what if she says any what if she says, you see, she, body language, she's perfectly calm, cool, and collected, cool as, cool as a cucumber. She says, I don't want to drink. Okay? And we said it's an admission of guilt, right? Then, then she says, you know, I, I do want to drink. Then she says, what? She changes her mind. Again, I want to drink. Now, what's the din? Oh, that's the question. What does Rabbi Kiva, when Rabbi Kiva says it's an admission of guilt, so do you mean, since she said, I don't want to drink, she's admitting she's guilty. Too late. You already admitted your guilt. Now you can't change your mind. Too late. That boat has already passed. That train has already left the station. You already admitted guilt. You're, 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 you committed adultery. Or perhaps, Dilma, perhaps, since she changes her mind, then she says, I do want to drink. Galia Daitis reveals 
that appearances are deceiving. The machos be Really, she always wanted a drink, but she was a terrified. She knows how to hide it. She hid it very well from us. She was cool, calm, and collected on the surface. And she says, no, I, I don't want to drink. So it appears to be as if she's in the mission of guilt. But then when she changes her mind, she's telling us that really, I was afraid. The only reason I said I don't want to drink is I was terrified. I thought even if I'm innocent, I'm going to die. I didn't trust. So now I, I, you know, I have confidence. I, I don't want to ruin my I don't want to lose my husband. I don't want to lose my money. I don't want to lose everything, my reputation and my children will, will damage them for life. They won't be able to find a good shidduch. You know, the mother will always be with the, the red, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the prostitute, right. The, the, so, so I change my mind. I do, I, I'll overcome my fear and I'll drink. So take it. The mother says it's a question. What's taka can't give it to drink? Because it won't prove anything. We don't know what's right. We don't know if it's, even if she walks away, nothing that's happens. Why, that's why I would Right, yeah. It won't prove anything. So therefore, it's no point in giving it to drink. The father of Shmuel said, You have to put something bitter in the water. In addition to the water and the erasing the ink into the water, you have to add something bitter. My time, the water is bitter. Not only because the ink is in the water. It's already bitter even without the ink. Before you erase it, it's already, the water is already bitter. You add something else into the bitter. In other words, it's not just it's bitter waters because it's going to, the curse, because it's going to make her stomach explode and kill her and kill her lover. No, it's already bitter on its own right because you put something bitter into the water. Tomorrow we'll continue the mission. Have a wonderful night.